welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Well, hello, Thriver. And thank you so much for tuning in today to the Real People, Real Talk podcast ministry. I know that was a mouthful, but today I have a word for you. I'm going to be sharing with you a sermon called What to Do When God Says No. I can almost guarantee you that this sermonic episode will be an encouragement and blessing to you. So let's get into it. Friend, we must trust God even when he says no. And we must trust God even when he says wait. Those are not popular responses that we like to hear from God. No and wait. So first of all, understand this, that God never leaves a prayer unanswered. Now, it may not be the answer that you want, but God is faithful to answer all prayers. And the way that God answer our prayers is one of three ways. He'll either say yes or he'll say no or he'll say wait, which is actually a yes just later on. Now, oftentimes when we don't get the answer that we want, we mistake that for God not answering our prayers. Now, I want you to imagine this. Go back in time to when you first started talking. Let's say maybe it was around age two and you're living at home, obviously, with your family. Uh, For example, you love your father and your father loves you. But one day at the ripe age of two years old, barely being able to talk, you walk over to your father. You climb into his lap. You look up at his face. You look him in the eyes with the biggest, cutest smile. And you say to your father, may I use the car? Now, listen. Any loving, caring, and sane father would answer with the response of no. And just like parents know when to say yes, and parents know when to say no to their kids, how much more our father in heaven knows when to say yes and when to say no when we're praying. I'm preaching good already. A yes in this case Giving the keys over to your two-year-old child would not be a blessing, but a yes in this case would be dangerous for the kid and dangerous for other people. God loves you too much to tell you yes to everything that you ask for and to everything that you pray for. I want you to take a minute and just to look back over your life and consider and remember and reflect upon all the prayers that you have prayed and imagine if God told you yes Every single time. If God told me yes to everything, I honestly don't know where I would be in life, but it probably wouldn't be a great place. I probably would have settled for less than God's best for my life. Hear this. God loves you enough to say wait. And he loves you enough to also say no. And let me keep it real right now. It's easy to serve God. And it's easy to trust God and it's easy to obey God when he says yes. But what about serving? What about obeying? What about trusting him even when he says no? The greatest test of your faith isn't when God says yes, but rather the greatest test of your faith is when God says no 
or says wait Let's talk a bit about waiting We live in a time where speed is worship Nobody likes to wait anymore We want everything now We want instant gratification For example, we have instant coffee Instant rice I'm a full meal in five minutes or less Or you put it in the microwave and it's, and it's ready in two minutes Companies will market to our desire for speed um, You'll see signs such as a five-minute car wash Or a five-minute oil change But listen to me closely Waiting isn't necessarily a bad thing mm, I gotta say that one more time for the people in the back Waiting isn't necessarily a bad thing God is so good And God is so faithful that he's able to use the waiting seasons to mold you, to develop you, and to get you to a place of spiritual maturity where you can properly handle the blessings that he wants to give you. Now, check this out. We no longer have to wait on dial-up internet, most of us. We have instant Wi-Fi. We no longer have to wait for our pictures to be developed because of disposable cameras Because we now have smartphones or digital cameras And I said all that to say this Most of us, not all, I get that But most of us are spoiled With ease, comfort And convenience But know that God will often Use hard things To mature us To grow us And to teach us God will use these waiting and dark seasons to help us to develop Christ likeness and to be more like him. He will use these times to help us to develop the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. According to Galatians chapter five is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These are the things that God wants to develop in you. And sometimes they're going to be doing a waiting or a dark season or when God is saying no. Simply put, there are some awesome things that God wants to do in your life that a quick fix just won't cut it. The quickest route and the quickest solution is not necessarily the best solution or the best route. We can look at it from a physical health point of view. Meals that are prepared fresh Often take more time and they're normally much healthier than the fast food options that's full of processed food and we get it in five minutes or less. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25, the Lord is good to those that wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. I have to say that one more time. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 25 says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him I just want to encourage you today my brother I just want to encourage you tonight my sister To wait on God and to wait well I want to encourage you to worship while you wait To obey him while you wait And to seek him while you wait Because God is good to those that wait on him Amen And another thing that I like to point out in this sermonic episode Is that no matter what the world or culture has to say, you are not behind in life. There is no scheduled um, timetable that we have to follow. It's all made up by society. Whatever you're doing right now, as long as you are doing God's will, you're being faithful, you're being obedient, you are exactly where you need to be, which is in the will of God. If you feel like you are behind in life, and things are running quote unquote late That means that you are playing the comparison game 
And that's a dangerous game to play. Your life is not on anyone else's schedule. So don't beat yourself up for where you are right now. Okay. For example, if you're getting your degree after 20 or 25 or insert whatever number, that's still an achievement. If you're still single in your 30s or 40s, it's okay. Being married later on in life is still a beautiful thing. Buying a home after 40 is still a boss move. In other words, don't allow people, don't allow social media to rush you or make you feel behind in life. Starting a business or dreaming a new dream or going back to school in your 50s and 60s is still possible. I said all of that to say this. Trust God in your waiting season. And if you feel like you're behind, just put your faith in God, knowing that his timing and his will is perfect. Life isn't a competition to race to the end. Rather, Life is a journey that's meant to be enjoyed along the way. In other words, enjoy where you are right now on the way to where you want to be. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. So once again, just talking about what to do when God says no, And what to do while you're waiting? And the answer is you trust him. Now, I'm going to give you two biblical examples of God saying no. First, we have the Apostle Paul. And I will read for you 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Paul says, so keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. A thorn was given in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Instead of God saying, yes, I'm going to remove that thorn God said, my grace is sufficient. And this is talking about Paul. This is a guy, he wrote 13 of the 27 New Testament books. He shared the gospel with the Gentiles. He started so many churches and made so many disciples. He was told no. Now, we don't know what that thorn exactly was, but we do know that Paul prayed several times about it, and God told him no every single time. Now, understand this, that God doesn't necessarily tell you no because you're a bad person or because you're doing bad things, but no is necessary so God can work it all out for your ultimate good. Also understand this, that God's grace is sufficient to see you through life. All parts of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We just have to trust God even when we don't understand what he's doing. We have to trust him even when he tells us no and we want him to tell us yes. We have to trust him even when he when He tells us to wait and we want it right now we got to trust him even when things don't go our way because if we're honest our way isn't the best way but god's way is the best way your plan for your life doesn't compare to what god wants to do in your life so please don't settle for this trust god when he says no and trust him when he says wait the second person that god told no was his very own son 
Jesus. Allow me to explain. Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 38. Then he said to him, my soul, this is Jesus talking now. My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. The son of God prayed and was told no. If God told his only son no, then surely we're going to hear no from time to time. But aren't you glad that God told him no? Because God's plan was the cross and the cross is crucial to the gospel message. We have salvation because of that cross. We can go to heaven because of that cross. We are forgiven for all of our sins because of the cross. Because of the cross, God's ultimate plan, we can have a new beginning and a fresh start. I like to say like this, we can be heaven bound and rapture ready. Amen. We must all get to a point like Jesus where we can say, not my will, but your will be done. That's spiritual maturity. That's growth. That's Christ likeness. No matter what answer God gives us, whether it's yes, no, or wait, we can say, not my will, but your will be done. As a matter of fact, that's an awesome way to finish your prayers. And that's how I conclude a lot of my prayers. I, I ask God for the things that I want. And I conclude by saying, Lord, at the end of the day, not my will, but your will be done. And know that God's will is what's best for you. Amen. Now, before I conclude, I want to give you some reasons of why God may say no. So imagine with me how the world will look if God said yes to all the prayers that were prayed. Um, some people will pray bad things or wish ill on those that may have done them wrong. Um, God will often say no because it's illogical. I mean, you have opposing sports teams praying for the victory, opposing political parties, praying for their candidates to win. So it's illogical for God to say yes to all of our prayers. Reason number two could be disobedience. For example, why would God bless you with more money if you're not being a faithful steward of over what he has given you now? Or maybe you are being disobedient in the fact that you won't forgive the person that has wronged you. Disobedience could be a reason why God says no. Reason three why God may say no is because he uses a no to help us to mature. He uses a no to help us to grow and be more like him. Simply put, when God says no, he's also saying, that's not my will for you. I have something better for you. Once again, you think your plan is good, but wait until you see what I have for you. You got to remember that God is all knowing and he's all powerful. That we got to remember also that God does the very best things in the very best ways at the very best times and for the very best purposes. He says no because he has a bigger perspective because of his foreknowledge and he knows the implication of every choice. Reason number four, God would often use the no to protect you. Like the two-year-old asking the dad for the keys to the car, the no was a form of protection. Reason number five, because God has a bigger purpose. For example, when Daniel was in the lion's den, God got more glory from Daniel being in the lion's den because that was an opportunity for God to show up and to show out and to flex his muscles, so to speak, and to show the king at that time that God was the king of kings and he was 
all powerful was is and will always be all powerful at the end of the day because god is good because god is wise because god is loving his no is actually a blessing god will use the no to protect us he'll use it to guide us God would often use no and close doors and miss opportunities to redirect us back to his will for our lives. That was so nice. I have to say it twice that God will often use a no to redirect us back to his will for our lives and to get us exactly where he want us to be. You ought to say amen. God is so good, so faithful, so sovereign. That even when he says no, his no has goodness and mercy written all over it. And I'll be real with you, my friend. Sometimes when God says no to some of our prayers that we really thinking and wanting for him to say yes, it's unexplainable. And we may not know the answers on this side of eternity, but we just have to keep walking by faith. Keep following God. Keep trusting God, even when he doesn't answer our prayers according to our will. That's too low thinking. God answers our prayers according to his ultimate knowledge, love, wisdom, and faithfulness. He answers in such a way that it's going to work all things out for our good. And it will also work things out in a way that will bring him glory. I repeat, God answers all of our prayers in such a way that will work all things out for your good, but also to bring him glory. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Another scripture I want to give to you is Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's where we get in trouble trying to lean on our own understanding. And it goes on to say in all your ways, acknowledge him and he should make straight your paths. Trust him when he says yes. Trust him when he says wait. Trust him when he says no. And remember that God's grace is sufficient to see you through it all. So what do you do when God says no? You keep walking by faith. You keep trusting him, knowing that at the end of the day, God is going to work it all out for your good and for his glory. <laughs> 